citizens of the verse. Today is September 15th, 2951, and welcome to another episode of ReadCast. As always, we're a weekly Star Citizen podcast sponsored by the Read Organization. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and I'm joined by my singular co-host tonight. Um, he's not the Russian one, he's the other one. It's Mr. Seagard Olsen. Hello, Seagard. That was very clever. I can hear you hesitate and then pull that one out at the last minute. <laughs> well, because I wrote it for last night and it says, I'm joined by my co-host, not the one you think it is. It's Chekhov. <laughs> but alas, it's the one you think it is. <laughs> that would have been the first time I missed one since we started. Yeah. Yeah. And alas... Well, not alas, actually. Um, yeah. Luckily, it's not. That's right. Um, That's right. So, uh, it's been an interesting week because I really haven't done much, to be honest. But a lot of interesting content has come out. Um, but, uh, Seagard, what have you been up to? Well, mostly at work. I've been doing, uh, I've been uh, working on a project. And uh, we're in that point where you have to train, and we have people we're training all over the world. So it's not a huge number of people, but it is a fair number. And so I've had to do a couple night classes, eight o'clock at night, ten, you know, eight through ten, and yeah. Then I had to do some work after one of the classes till almost uh, twelve. So I'm pretty tired today. Today I don't have yeah. any off, so tomorrow's my last one to teach. So oh, that's good. Yeah. So and oh. uh, it's just been a little busy. And last weekend was a lot of that. Plus kind of getting my office um, slash game station, <laughs> my game have, you know, my game have set up. <laughs> Your spawn point. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll have to talk about that because if you want to see something funny, you should see me try to get into that thing. It is like my son just started <laughs> laughing. It's like watching Dumbo the elephant try to slip into one of those little teacup rides at Disney. I mean, it's... Yeah. Uh, not a pretty sight. That's funny. It's probably not as bad as as um when my parents are trying to get out of their recliners. It's pretty close. Pretty close. My poor mother has one that sort of slowly rises her up so that she could eventually oh. just spill out. Um, the my parents are quite old, so. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't been up to much. I I will say I've been spending the past week. Um, working like crazy, um, which is good. Like, you know, I've been making placements and stuff. Um, but, uh, I did finally, for those of you who noticed the day we're recording today, it's a, it's a Wednesday is when we finally got last week's episode up. Um, we had some technical difficulties that, um, involved our post-production not working properly. Uh, so, you know, luckily, um, I, I had a hard time trying to fix it, so I reached out to Cody, uh, Admiral Cody, and asked him if he would be able to help, and he was able to help us get it um, back on track. So thank you so much, Admiral Cody, or else it was going to be a lost episode. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see that we were able to get it up at least. Um, Good. So we'll probably have two episodes up this week. Uh, this one will probably cannibalize last week's episode uh, a little bit, but it is what it is. Maybe I'll post this one on Friday. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, last week we had quite a bit of um, info uh, coming. 
at us at once. Uh, first and foremost, uh, we had a great episode of ISC, which was all about healing. So, um, which is for those who don't know, which I don't know why you'd be listening to a star citizen dedicated podcast and not know this, but, uh, unless you're brand new to the game. So I'm only talking about those seasoned vets, uh, but 315 will be introducing, uh, one of the biggest changes to the game since 3.0, which is the concept of, or, or the starting of the concept of death of a spaceman. So with the healing mechanics, there are several things to expect um, and that they talked about. Um, there will be a down state now instead of directly dropping dead. Um, and people can, you know, eventually just shoot you until you do actually die. But now you'll be down first. You can be revived in the field with some of the med- medical gadgets that are out there. Um, different... Um, you know, impacts to your body will have different effects. So head trauma will make a, will make it uh, difficult for you to see leg trauma will compromise your walking chest damage will impact your stamina. Um, arm damage will impact your ability. Oh, sorry. My cats are being weird. Arm damage will impact your, I thought someone was in my house. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, uh, arm damage will impact your ability to hold things and fire weapons. You might only be able to like fire one shot before you, you can't anymore. If your arms are broken, you won't be able to climb ladders. You'll have a hard time holding boxes and stuff. Um, med pens are going to be joined by other types of stabilizers which will allow you to abate your symptoms for a short period of time. There are going to be five different ones. Um, and if you overuse them, you will overdose and essentially put yourself in a down state. Um, beds and bays now will stabilize and repair you depending on the, the level of damage that you've uh, incurred. So a tier three bed like the Cuddy Red will fix minor injuries. Tier two like the Carrick and 890 jump as well as clinics will heal broken, broken, not broken, uh, broken limbs and other similar injuries. And tier one, such as the hospitals that will be found in major landing zones, will heal all of the most serious injuries. Um, you'll also, starting in 315, pick your home planet. And whenever you die, you will spawn at the hospital closest to your home planet. So if if you're in a major landing zone, you will um, spawn, you know, at that hospital. If you're not in a major landing zone or it's one of the major landing zones that don't have hospitals yet, um, you will spawn at the next closest one. You can choose to spawn at a tier two bed if you set that as your spawn point. So the Carrick and 890 um, will still serve as spawn points, at least for right now. Who knows how that will change in the future. Um, down states can last anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours. Um, you know, last thing, the, 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 the biggest change I find at least is going to be the fact that now you can choose to backspace, um, if you don't want to be rescued or recovered, but your inventory will be left behind. Yep. So uh, there's risk and reward, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's probably going to be a ton of bugs and really frustrating for people at first, Um, particularly if the infrastructure for creating missions or such isn't there yet. But uh, what do you think, Sigurd? What do you think of the episode? What do you think of the content? Any anything else you want to add? 
I really like the um, I like the content a lot. I, I I got excited again. I guess I was getting a little um, you know a little bit drawn into. Uh, it's you know you know despite the fact that I can logically look back and I have looked back and said, "Wow, what an immense you know improvement over a year ago or six months ago even." Right? I mean, they have pushed this game so far so fast, but I was kind of feeling like, eh, you know, hum ho or ho hum about it. This kind of like, kind of revitalized me, uh, I guess. And the, the graphics they were showing with you know the guys hobbling around with their arms kind of mm-hmm. hanging there, and um, the idea you could have you know use your arm once you know even though it would hurt you badly to shoot a pistol, and you know um, they're 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 going to make this fun even at the initial level. I really feel that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that kind of popped into my head, and I think it would be an it would be an interesting question. I almost used it as the question tonight, but I popped into my head and I said, well, you know, this is a kind of a game of where you build your character, but I can, and I, I've mentioned something along this lines before um, where I would love to see the characters have unconscious activities that kind of describe their, their characteristics. Like, so I choose oh, to yeah. be a guy who likes to fly a lot, and that seems to be what I do. So maybe as I walk out of a ship, my hand grit, you know, drags across the bottom of the ship and pats it. And you know, I was on tanks, and every time I got off a tank, I, you know, I was kind of get a little goodbye hug, you know, a little grasp. Uh, we enjoy our machinery. We get attached to things as humans, and it tells us something. If you're a gunman, maybe it's uh, your hand sits on the on the butt of your pistol all the time, right? You're always fiddling with your holster. Uh, little tells that, that are unconscious, just like the AI would have, but they're also part of our characters. And I was thinking, let's take that to another, another level. Why couldn't we use medical to discover things about our characters? I'm going to get an injection that's going to help heal me. And, oh, my God, I have a, you know, I go into anaphylactic shock, like I've been stung by a bee or something. When they oh, use like an allergy, on me, right? And you would discover these things in treatment, right? As as you're being treated, and it would make medical play even more fantastic. You know, the whole idea of you know Captain Kirk. Why does he wear glasses when he gets older? Because he can't take the treatment that would fix his eye, correct his eyes. Yeah, you know, little things like that. Maybe it's uh, you know your skin is slightly jaundiced because you have a disease, and that's reflected. It's harmless, yeah. but it's reflected. Um, I think I think that would be a great way to expand out the medical play and the characters. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of excited about like this is the start of something interesting, but imagine uh, in the future like hazardous material exposure, viruses, yes. other things. I hope they really. Um, and in and, and hearing all about this, I still don't think this is like Chekhov's, no offense, Chekhov. Um, I don't think it's like his description of hospital gameplay being like prison gameplay. Yeah. It's different. Right. Um, it can be penalizing, um, but I think they're trying to avoid putting you in the hospital and really put you, keep you in the field as long as you can until you need to fully heal something. Right. Right. Well, and, I don't know. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what I don't know is, say you have a tier one damage um, that's very serious. Will a tier two bed treat it, but not as well? You know, like, will it, will it stave off bleeding out, but at the same time, you know, the wound will reopen? Right. That's what I'm hoping happens, but we don't really quite know yet. Yeah. I would love to see stuff, you know, you could, you know, I can, and I, and I know a lot of this stuff could be done down the road and, and I get that, you know, the classic Star Trek captain, there's something that's killing the crew, you know, well, mm-hmm. get on it. You know, it's a terrible Jim and Captain Kirk thing, but you know, you get the idea. The whole mission goes from rescue someone to save the crew. We got to develop a cure and, yeah. you know, and uh, scientists get involved and, <clears throat> you know, there could just be so many different things you could do around yeah. scenarios like that. And I think it would like, it would really make multiplayer play really good. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and, and, uh, and it would make it above just, I got up on my ship today or in my station, I walked down, figured out I was going to go mining, got on my ship. You know, it, it's a fantastic looking game and it's a fun game to play immensely fun. Um, but that would just take it over the top, right? I mean, well, and if you think about it too, like for example, I was just thinking about this um, today. Um, we have now the inventory um, coming in at the same time. So if you are um, getting some of those really cool um you know, like a cool lootable or whatever, you need something to carry it in a backpack yes. or um, I was listening, I think it was board gamer. It was like, maybe this will make vehicles important because yeah, you look point. at an Ursa an Ursa has some storage on it. Yes, it does. Um, and then on top of that, like I can picture the new bunker missions that are sp- supposed to be coming where there's the spawn closets and the variety where there might be reinforcements and all that stuff. Now I picture you're going to want a med bed there and yeah. where you could be respawned. So, you know, it's either 890 or Carrick. Those are the only two right now until they have like an Apollo or something like that. But then also because reinforcements could, uh, I, I don't think this is happening now, but down the road reinforcements can come in from, um, you know, from space down to planet side you're going to want some people in the guns while other people are clearing out the actual bunker. Um, If you're trying to be as safe as possible, at least if not, like you could, you could use a, um, you could have a cutty red and people, you you can have at least one medical officer who's staying out of the fray, who's going to come swoop in and and save someone um, and then stabilize them. But it it really changes the dynamic of this game in a way that I don't even know if we're prepared for. I agree. I think, uh, you know, uh, I'm pretty excited about that stuff. I mean, the backpacks, being able to take them off, put them on. um, I do like the idea of having, you know, you have to pick what your load's going to be and you go with that load. Yeah. Uh, Are you really going to carry No infinite bag of holding. Right. And are you really going to carry six ammo, you know, six um, uh, magazines for your weapon? Uh, are you, uh, you going to go in that heavy armor everywhere and know that you need more food and water? 
or you can travel light um, so you don't risk your expensive armor. I mean, there's so many options when you get into that. Never mind the ships. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I like your what idea about the utility item though. are you going to have? <laughs> right, right. You know, and then now it's going to matter more about not just what utility item you have, but what does the rest of the team have too? Right. I would definitely like might... to see. Well, I, I'm sorry, I cut you off. That's okay. My badger. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you, you'd be you, you don't know what you're going to encounter out there, um, and and obviously. It's only going to get more advanced, and the gameplay is only going to dictate more need for preparedness. You know, right now, the content out there is probably relatively predictable, but, you know, we've got a year and a half, two years. The changes are going to be immense. Yes, they will. Um, these are the, you know, the core building blocks still. I mean, uh, I, I'm just, I, you know, I think choices is what makes the games. And when you make their, there's there's pain and, and regret for making a bad choice, you know, on a mission. Uh, mm-hmm. And you have to choose whether someone's going to make it or not make it. And um, yeah. whether you have the right medicines or the uniforms. Um, oh, I brought too many weapons. I didn't bring enough tools. Right. Yeah. Or I brought too many tools and only bought a knife to a gunfight. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's choices, right? <clears throat> it's really going to be like loadouts in a way. Because yeah. that, that'll make for specialized roles on a ship right. because you're going to want someone in heavy armor. Yeah. Sorry, my cat's doing it again. And I'm like, That's is right. someone here? Cats um, are awesome. You're going to want someone in maybe like heavier medium armor who might be the defensive, the de- you know, the attack point in case we need to defend ourselves. But then you need someone who's going to be more of a medic and maybe the medic suit is less armored, but has more attachment points for different medicines and such. And then maybe the engineer's um, outfit, like I, th- I feel like that gray cat outfit should have many more like attachments. I feel like you should be able to have all the gray cat attachments on it. So you're like a human multi-tool. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, unfortunately last week, uh, the star citizen live was canceled. I was um, wondering because, about that. Cause I couldn't find it. I'm a, I just yeah. The team, it. the team was out there um, over, I think it was in the UK filming for citizen con. Um, so, they ended up going long and they had to cancel it this week. They canceled it as well, okay. um, but they promised next week it'll be back. Um, however, we have another ISC this week and it's all going to be just like last week, except all about the personal inventory changes. So I, I think these two things are going to play together quite a lot and it'll be interesting to see. It's going to be a pretty, a relatively deep dive, although I'm sure there's so- more stuff for us to discover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was pretty, you know, not a long show, but boy, I thought it was a great show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited for tomorrow's too. Um, now we are in the midst of ship showdown and really in the middle of phase one of, of ship showdown. Uh, we're seeing a lot of surprises <laughs> to be quite honest, or at least I am, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, so far, you know, last week when we discussed C2 versus Caterpillar, we're not surprised there. 
um, the C2 pulled ahead. And I think all three of us said that was going to happen. Um, it really hauled up to 15,538 amazing compared to 5,670. Um, and stands at the most voted ship of the round one so far. Wow. Um, I would not have thought that I would not have thought that I would have thought it would have been high, but I wouldn't have thought that. You could probably guess the second most voted. Carrick? Nope. Really? Reclaimer? Nope. No? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, Mole versus Reclaimer. Um, the, Re- the Reclaimer salvaged a lead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, good one. Good one. <laughs> with 8,336 yeah. votes to 7,187. So it wasn't that far off. It was pretty close. Yeah, I, I actually think that was a very good competition. Uh, even though yeah. I, you know the numbers may not, but a new ship with a lot of new features, but it has that industrial feel versus a large ship with an amazing interior that's out of date. Um, yeah, you know, it, it it was a good competition. Even though I kind of suspected Reclaimer was going to win. Yeah, I, I was hoping for the mole, um, but you know. Yeah, I really the like the Reclaimer's a it's it's a crowd a crowd favorite. You yeah. know, it's the Nostromo in a lot of people's eyes, even though it, you know, it looks like it on the inside in my mind. But that's about it. Um, the Carrick versus Connie Andromeda. The Carrick uh, found the jump point first and got far ahead um, with thirteen thousand four hundred and forty-eight votes to five thousand eight hundred and fifty-one. Um, the MPUV versus Freelancer Max. It looks like the MPUV um, had the most speculation. Votes. Actually, did uh, well for itself, and henceforth the MPUV carried itself and a modest amount of cargo with eleven thousand three hundred thirty-one <laughs> votes to seven thousand six hundred eighty-one. Um, my biggest surprise for sure was this next lineup, the Cuddy Black versus the 600i, um, ended almost neck and neck with the 600i um, edging out at 10,634 to the Cuddy Black's 10,482. So less than 200 votes separating those two. Um, this is the first time that the Cuddy Black will not be in the final four. Yeah, it's a good ship. It is a good ship. It is a good ship. I'm excited to see the 600i in a different skin, though. They really haven't been doing a lot of skins for that. And yeah. I think that probably is driving some of these decisions it, a little bit. It also bit. a rework on the interior. Yeah. So there's, yeah. Uh, there's some things going on with it. I don't know the details, but I've seen several mentions of that. Yeah. Yep. Um, no surprise to, I think, any of us, the Retaliator versus Banu Defender, the tally blew up the competition with 12,127 to 5,914. Another non-shocker is the MSR versus the Misk Razor. Um, The MSR ran that blockade (laughs) (laughs) by a phenomenal 14,929 votes versus 2,696. Today's the final round of round one. With the Saber versus the Gladius. And the Saber is currently in the lead with 7,037 um, to 4,880. So it looks 
pretty likely the Sabre is going to come out ahead. So that pits round two, a really interesting combo. So I think we should, we should start speculating. Um, uh, what do you think? C2 versus Reclaimer. I think C2 is going to power through that. No problem. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, it has the most votes. Yeah. Second most votes is the MSR for those who weren't paying attention to the numbers there. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Third most votes. Well, I don't want to say the rest. Uh, yeah. Carrick versus MPUV. I think Carrick was, uh, you know, this is we're going, about kind of a joke thing with the MPUV. Not that it's not a cool ship, but yeah, the Carrick is, is truly an amazing ship. I mean, if we're going by votes alone yeah. and comparing them so far, um, the Carrick should beat it with 13,000. It is the um, it is the third most voted ship. Okay. Um, but you know, it's really hard to say. Um, that's a really, like, we don't know who, like I said, um, in, we were in discord earlier. I don't know, think you were on at the time Seaguard, or maybe you were, but like, I don't know. Um, or you were uh, anyway, I don't know if Connie Andromeda fans are going to be like, Bleep this, Carrick. I'm voting MPUV. You beat my they, favorite ship. They could. Or if they're going to say, yeah. um, the ship that beat my ship should get my vote. I'm voting for you, Carrick. Plus everything that um, uh, Zylo said about what he would do if, if the MPUV won. So, you know, we shall see. Um, I still think the Carrick's going to pull out ahead, but. Yeah, hey, I know, do. I do. I wouldn't bet actual money on it. Um, maybe some AUEC. Uh, six hundred I versus the Retaliator. That's a yeah, that's a close one, but I'm going to give it to the Retaliator. Uh, it does have more votes than the six hundred I. Okay. Um, by two thousand, a little over two, yeah. a little under two thousand. So I, I've always liked it. The thing I don't like about it, it has the same number of crew as a Hammerhead. You know, it is a cheap. It is much cheaper than a hammerhead, and I, and I love the view, but seven is a lot on that ship. I mean, it's. I would be happier if it was like a five person, or and it had guns like the uh, Reclaimer has, where each gunner controls two or three turrets. Yeah, but it's a. I, I'll give it to the Retaliator, and and it's getting an upgrade here to the gold standard. So yeah, um, I I think it's a tough one. It is. I would I would end up voting for the six hundred I, even though I voted for the Retaliator. Yep. Um. So. Um. But. I guess we'll see. I think in this lineup, that is the best matchup. Yeah, I think it'll be the most. Uh, it'll definitely be the closest in my in my mind. Yeah. I think the I think the Reclaimer's not gonna survive um i don't i think the carrick might that i think that's the one that will i think could be the biggest surprise is the carrick versus the mpuv um but i think the i think the 600 i and retaliator is going to be the closest fight msr versus um very likely the saber at this point i mean come on yeah let's face it and this one is a tough one because there's a lot of you know fighter pilots who like the Saber. I'm not a huge Saber fan. It's a very good ship. Uh, mm-hmm. It performs well. It does well. I, it's just something about that look I don't like about it. 
Yeah. And, and yes, Boris, I am using the Braille technique of judging beauty. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we, uh, yeah, those, uh, those, those beauty pageants have worked great for me. The, uh, <laughs> but uh, I would say, I would say the Mercury Star Runner should win it. I think it's an amazing ship. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely it was a crowd favorite before it was launched it quickly became a a favorite after launch it um you know because it established the crusader style guide and then beyond that i would say after this most recent patch it is just a joy to play with yeah oh you and i have been gunners on it when we went through the asteroids, you know, that time. So much fun. It was so much fun. It really, it, I think it could take the Saber, Saber pretty easily, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if if numbers are anything, now granted the Saber has till tomorrow. Um, but if numbers are anything, you know, then winners. Pilot's doing. What's that? I wonder how that young pilot's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I would say if if numbers are anything, our final four are going to be the C2, the Carrick, the um, Retaliator, and the MSR. And then the final two will be Crusader versus Crusader, the Hercules versus the MSR, and then I think the Hercules will win. I think there's good odds in all of those things happening. Yeah, I would, I would have to agree with you on that. I was surprised. I thought the highest votes would be the MSR. Uh, you don't see a lot of them in the game. That's true. You do see a lot of Hercules. Right. And you see right a lot now. of Carricks. I mean, you know, you see a Carrick yeah. almost every time I play. Although I'm seeing a lot more Connies. Oh, especially now. Well, yeah. that's why I was like, you know, I think the Carrick's going to win still. But, you know, that Connie is fun to play. Right. Right. I think that, you know, I look at the two ships that are most alike. It's kind of tied to my question. And I think that the the Connie and the MSR are great competitors for each other. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got the snub fighter and you got the turrets and you got loads of missiles and the heavy guns up front on the Connie. Um, and for the same size crew, you basically have this data runner with exceptionally good maneuverability missiles and turrets and you know they are they are pound for pound very competitive with each other now yeah um pretty that would be a great match storage too right it's got a little it's, bit more cargo it has 96 the msr has more as i think yeah. 120 versus 96 that's a fun little cargo ship too you know what it is it's sort of like ships that that are relatively small crew that you could do most things in the game with now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Carry vehicles. You could do combat and bounties. You can do cargo running. The only thing you can't do is mine. Right. Right. Um, so that, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens in round two and, and I'm excited that it's going to start tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I am Looking forward to Friday, and I hope my Carrick whoops the MPUV. <laughs> I think the only thing I think is yeah, it's a, it's going to be a tough one. I think the Carrick. The only thing I have wrong, I don't like about the Carrick, 
is it needs more competitors. And yeah, uh, in its exact category. I mean, it really does stand out on its own. And it's, it's sort of like, I see why people get annoyed with it because they're like, I, I would, I want a Carrick with my manufacturer. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. And and I think I don't care if it has competitors. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I can, can you imagine, you know, like, you know, every great um, manufacturing competition has had like, you know, the, 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 you know, the Dodge Ram versus the Chevy Laredo or whatever it was, you know, Mm -hmm. the the Ford, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And you always had, you know, the, the charger versus the GTO. Um, You know, there's always these rivalries that look Mm -hmm. and perform so similarly that they function. And if you drive down the road now, there are, everything is ubiquitous. I mean, there are just, that's not good. They are, yeah, I guess that is the term. They are so identical. Everything looks like a Mercedes that's been kind of bred with an with an Audi, which is kind of tied yeah. to an Infinity and with and cheaper trim, with cheaper trim <laughs> and different tires and ribs. But yeah. they all are in that same competitive market, and we don't see that right now. What yeah. we're seeing is very unique ships from one manufacturer, and that's his niche. But you don't yeah. see. 20 ships that look aesthetically similar or perform an identical function from different manufacturers. I, you know, the Drake version of an MSR. That would be amazing. Well, the Drake version is, is the Herald. It's like, no, we're going to move real fast because this thing's going to get shot up. (laughs) Well, it's, it's a data runner, but it doesn't carry cargo. It's not a three or four person crew. It's a single person crew. Right. Um, you know, the Drake aesthetic in a ship like the MSR might be more square, right? Yeah. That might have more ribs showing on the inside. It's more riveted or whatever that may be. But, you know, I think I, f- I would like to see four or five competitive ships in some categories that uh, I feel aesthetically like, are, that look different. I feel like from Star Citizen's perspective, and maybe this is something that we'll see long, long term, right. right? I don't think we'll see that happen pre-launch. Um, but as things start to slowly uncover and we start to grow, the, the, the verse starts to grow and grow and grow, maybe they'll start to add competitors within the same, within different manufacturers. I, I see the way that they're doing it now and I see it as them saying, well, what swim lanes and what, what lore around these manufacturers is dictating what types of ships they have. Mm-hmm. I would I would say the most interesting one is I wouldn't I'd be interested to see you think like I would think Argo would come up with a pretty decent um um right off the bat, salvage ship. Yes. Yes. And pretty much or any industrial ship or a yeah. prospector. Um the weirdest ship the weirdest ship that's not out yet, but the weirdest manufacturer and ship combo is the, um, is the, why can't I think of uh, the crucible? Yes. Very unique. Because it doesn't look like a military ship. And that's all I, I have a feeling it's look and feel is going to change dramatically if it stays, uh, within, uh, uh, Amphil. But that one's really interesting. Um, you know, whereas the um, 
Oh my god, I can't remember. Op- not the Apollo, the other one. Orion. Um, no, not the help, not the healing, not the healing ships. The um, it it's still uh, Aegis. The repair and refuel rearm. Oh, um, ship. Uh, what is it called? Ref- yeah, it's the it's a medium sized Be- ship. Begins um, with an A, doesn't it? Vulcan. Oh, Vulcan. Yes, not an A at all. Um, yeah, like that actually looks like a military repair ship. So it does. It's it interesting. Does. Now, if I were to guess any manufacturer that would make a ship that was the closest approximation to a carrot competitor, uh, do you know who I would pick? Let's see. I would pick, I would say two companies, but the most likely I would say would be MSI, um, MISC, MS, uh, yeah, Musashi Industrial. Salon. Yeah, they they would probably be be likely. It would What's be a civilian one? version of it, completely civilian first. Yeah. RSI would have been the other company I would have said. You know who I would say? Who's that? Consolidated Outland. Oh, interesting. Because they're all about sort of like pioneering new things and like yes. being like, so like the pioneer, you'd think, all right, well, now why don't we invent a ship? You know, the nomad sort of like a little um, let's jaunt around and, and, and do this. And, and the Mustang sort of similar in that way, except that it has more fighting capability. But I can see them going into exploration as an avenue. Yeah. For yeah. sure. And Absolutely. and that would be also full civilian too. I think I think the Carrick will hold its own in terms of it's going to be the military explorer pathfinder. Absolutely. I, I don't think you're gonna see that, but you're gonna see larger pathfinders, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um well. Good stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Um, <laughs> that brings us to everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> For science. Is it me or does it seem slower? Oh. Yeah, not really. Hard to tell about talking. I think I feel like it slowed down. Maybe I did something wrong. Well, it played. You didn't play it twice. Yeah. That's a first. Yeah, it's been a while since I've not played it twice. Actually, I think last <laughs> week it didn't play twice. Um, so this week, um, before we talk about what we've done, um, and spoiler, I haven't done anything, um, MK3 Generic actually submitted uh, something he's done for science. It's pretty simple, but it's really great. Um, he says, in a hurry, with an MSR running away in a cyclone, to said MSR. Don't leave the vehicle. Drive right next to the interactive panel and open the ramp without leaving the cyclone seat. Oh. <laughs> I like that. I feel idea. like you could do that both ways. Like if you back in, then you could um, hit the button out from the seat. But the, I think it's when you're trying to drive in rather than. Um, exit the seat you can hit the button from the seat which is cool uh, interesting. So good one thank you mk3 generic absolutely um what about you Seaguard? have you done so, anything in the name of science so i i did a couple things um 
one of them I stumbled across, but but I was sitting the other day and I was uh, I got on a little while. I had a hard time bringing out my alternate character, and I wanted to start using that alt alternate character one once a week. Um, I literally have one UA or UAE UEC right now on that character. That's all I have. Mm-hmm. I have a Delta oh, wow. and one credit, and I wanted to get. I want to start using him as a crew member on other people's ship once a week. You know, get on a day <laughs> and just have someone pick me up. I'll do whatever they need me to do, kill people, whatever. Right? Hopefully, not kill people, but mine or load cargo or whatever. I'll, you know, I'll be the ship uh, crew. Uh, I just want to start using that character in that way and, and start to kind of build up, you know, build up the play with him a little bit. Uh, he has a Mustang Delta, so it's you know he can he can do some stuff. Uh, but it's, you know, basic starter pack. Uh, so that was one thing. And I had a hard time. I, they did get my account reestablished. I think I had mentioned that last time we recorded. Uh, they helped me find my account. There was no issue. Um, and were able to get me up and running pretty mm-hmm. quick. So I was real, real appreciative of the service. It was very fast. Uh, uh, you know, within 24 hours, I was back using that character. Nice. Um, and, and I found that that character loaded in with no issues. I mean, that character, I was on, other than being on Crusader, um, hang on a second, I'll finish yep. up that. I may have to uh, have my son go get my wife, but um, I had, uh, you know, no issues and, and everything else. It was, it was good. And then I worked on cleaning up my drive. I started realizing my system was feeling a little sluggish and my C drive, which is a SSD, I just needed, I needed some, you know, space to make it operate better. It got down to the point where it was, uh, didn't have enough memory to really function properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I cleaned off some of the stuff and you know, got rid of steam off of there and put it on my E drive. And, and the performance today was just like glass. I mean, it was so smooth. Um, I woke up in a ship uh, right where I'd left it two weeks ago. I got on from the time I said, you know, log in and I chose a server and I entered 30 seconds. I was sitting in my bed standing up. Oh, wow. It was so much faster. So that would be my contribution to science um, right right there. That's great. Um, yeah. Excellent. But can you hold one second? If you need to talk, go ahead. I'm going to ask my son to go pick up my wife. Yeah. Quick. All right. Go right ahead. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Life happens. Um, in interesting news, the there was a big bug uh, plaguing a lot of people um, where money would disappear, and it looks like um, CIG has actually gone through the effort of trying to get that resolved. Um, and so I have heard from several people in the in the org that. Um, you know, they're seeing money return to their accounts. It's not necessarily 100% what they were missing, um, but they are seeing funds slowly but surely make their way back into their accounts. So hopefully um, going into the future, people will not have disappearing alpha UEC, particularly after you engage in an extremely profitable dynamic event such as Xenothreat. Um, but we shall see. And then my cat is being really loud next to me um, while I wait for Seaguard. Um, 
but yeah, uh, that brings us to our next segment where we're actually going through um, Seagard's question. Now, last week, uh, he asked a question on the podcast. We posted it today, so um, or reposted it today. So there's a high likelihood that a lot of people haven't gotten a chance to hear it uh, in time. But um, we did get a few more responses from our previous um Okay. We did get a few more responses from our pe- previous set of questions. So uh, I figure we can go through some of those. I'll just wait for Seaguard to return. It sounds like he's on his way back. I am back. Ah, perfect timing. That's like stalling a little bit. I have such um, a good wife. She actually was telling me that she didn't need a pickup. She was oh, nice. almost back. So That's great. Yeah, she has um, the 70-pound dog. So. Oh, that could that could do it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Seagard, I'm going through the additional responses from our previous questions. Okay, good. Just as a recap for folks who may not have heard last week, um, the questions that we had, it was actually from the three of us. We each had our own questions. So Seagard's question of that week was, which of these factors constrains you cargo hauling? Uh, which of these factors constrains your cargo hauling gameplay the most? Uh, ship cargo capacity, cargo availability, upfront cost of buying cargo. And two, which of these factors limits the value of cargo you're willing to risk hauling? Risk of pirates, risk of 30Ks, or expendable credit? Are these the, um, uh, are these the additional responses? Yes. Okay, these are additional ones because we did get responses last time. Okay, good. Yes, yes. Awesome. Um, and then Chekhov had a question. When did you first hear about Star Citizen? Where did you first hear about Star Citizen? And what made you decide to play? Uh, and then my last question, my question was, since this is our one year birth anniversary, what is your favorite recast moment? So Ursakin uh, responded with, um, for Seagard's question, one, being able to find consistent ways to actually turn a profit. And two, I would generally be willing to risk it all in mid-patches. Right after main patch drops, 30Ks are common enough to be pretty much a guaranteed loss. So I tend to do things that involve less risk. But when the servers are more stable in mid-patches, you know, like the 3.14.x, it's all fake money that doesn't matter. I'd put it all on the line if I could fill the C2 and find a place to actually make a profit. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Chekhov's question. What's that? I was telling him, go to Lyria, carry, uh, was it Freon? I think it's it's like Freon. Where on Lyria? um, It is Humboldt. And there's also another Humboldt Mines and another one. A little harder to land there. But yeah, you can fill up a C2 and sell it immediately back on Area 18. What kind of profit do you know? Uh, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's like probably about 40,000 profit. Oh, that's, yeah, it's yeah, pretty that's good. more than not bad. That's pretty good. That yeah. I feel like that's a good run for a short haul. Yeah, it is. And that's the nice thing. It's a straight haul, too. It's in no. and out. And there's two yeah. of those mines. I can't. The other one's like our Corp Fifty Seven mine or something. Oh, nice. Um, and then his response to Chekhov's question is: I heard it about it in 2016 and immediately bought it. Sandbox in space sounded fun, but I'm here for the spaceships. 
Uh, and to my question, um, it was, I enjoy those moments when I hear about an antic I was involved in. <laughs> um, next response. Give me one second. I'm getting a random call from someone. We are two wild and crazy guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're just, we're just full. Everyone's, we're so popular. That's right. Um, That's a Steve Martin joke. If it, if, yes, I recall. If no one remembers. From, uh, isn't that Saturday Night Live? Yeah. It is um, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> so uh, Jandal says to your question, 30Ks artificially throw off the risk versus reward equation. I'd be okay with the current slim profit margins if something I have no control over didn't threaten to wipe out my capital. To Chekhov's question, he said, I learned of Star Citizen when my Eve org uh, started up a branch in June of 2016. And then to mine, uh, he says, I love hearing the perspectives of special guests on the show. Uh, and then Captain Kieran uh, says to your question, I agree with Urshikin. I love um, trading and I have my eyes on a caterpillar as a prize. I do a little with the freelancer max, but only when servers are stable, wouldn't dream of it near patches. Uh, to Supreme Leader's question, AKA Chekhov, I actually went hunting for Star Citizen. I played freelancer a lot as a kid with parents that I love that, oh, <laughs> sorry. I played freelancer a lot as a kid with parents that loved booze more than me. I spent a lot of time in an internet cafe next to the pub. Wasn't complaining back then. Freelancer was my dream game. Absolutely loved it. I grew up, got jobs, went through university, became an adult, in quotes, uh, and finally looked back and thought, I wonder if I can get Freelancer or is there a sequel? So in 2019, I went hunting and stumbled across Star Citizen. I instantly made a mess in the trouser department and built a PC specifically to play star citizen. The rest is history. Smiley face. <laughs> um, and then he says to my question, shenanigans, just shenanigans. Love you all. And thanks for the content. Keeping me sane. Um, thank you, captain Kieran. Um, especially now that we can say your name, right? Instead of Syria. Syria. Um, but good stuff. You there, Sigurd? I said, uh, yeah, I was in here. I was uh, wildly gesticulating and cheering his comments uh, with oh. the mute on. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, this week, we did not get a, any questions. Um, but, Sigurd, did you want to repeat your question uh, for yeah. next week? Yeah, so the, I've already posted out there, but basically, um, uh, let's see if I can actually read it to you, and it'll probably be a little easier. Um, I can pretty much read it, though. Let's see. Okay, so basically the question is, um, you know, so in my opinion, so far, we see a lot of very unique ships with no true competitors, right? Um, mm -hmm. If you look at the Max, the Freelancer Max, and the and the Connie, they're really not competitors, only in cargo perspective, because the Max doesn't have a snub fighter and it doesn't come with a vehicle and it doesn't come with two turrets and, you know, and vice versa, right? The, the Connie mm -hmm. isn't like a Max. It's it's different. So um, there's no competitor for the Carrick. 
Uh, and, and like I said earlier, when you're driving down the road, there's just hundreds of cars that are sedans that look almost identical. So the, the meat and potatoes is this. Would you prefer to see more brands competing directly with our current commercial and industrial ships uh, versus more unique ships? Uh, you know, for example, uh, would you like to see multiple large ships that compete directly with the Carrick? or with the Connie's or even the prospector, um, you know, this could, this could go for any category. Uh, yeah. Military is a little more bespoke because they're so expensive typically in real life, but uh, cargo ships look almost identical out there and perform almost identical in real life. Um, the features are largely, you know, um, the operating cost of the ship can be one of the factors, uh, pickup trucks, you know, how many pickup trucks do we have in the U S that are almost identical? Some just change the grills and the tails and they're the same truck. Um, so I'm yeah. proposing that maybe it would be nice to see something that like a Connie has a snub fighter or a snub ship and has a different style of cargo bay. Maybe, um, it has two to three turrets and, you know, one or one less or one more crew. Um, mm -hmm. And would it be neat to see something comparable to uh, MSR from a different brand? Um, maybe it maybe it drops the communication or the data running capability for some other little feature, but um, you know, roughly the same same capabilities, right? Yeah. Um, so we see more art, more artistic style in the ships, uh, but the gameplay is virtually identical and very competitive with each other. <clears throat> so so that's that's my pitch would you rather see more unique or would you rather see more of these uh, i won't say cookie cutters but competitive branding uh, coming out great uh, great question um so everybody please answer and um if you do want to respond to seaguard's questions or if you have any questions of your own or did something in the name of science that you wanted to tell us about, uh, you can submit any of that content to us by one of many means. Uh, you can email us at readcastsc at gmail.com. You could DM our Twitter handle at readcastsc. You could submit a voice message through Anchor. Uh, or, or on our Readcast Discord, you can um, go to one of the channels. We have separate channels for uh, asking us questions and answering our questions. Uh, or you can text us at 646-783-8154 uh, or leave a voicemail at that same number. All that information is in the show notes below. Uh, you know, also don't forget that we have several uh, content creators who um, are within Read, uh, and they have some really great content that they put out there. So Oworth has videos on YouTube, um, or of course, Admiral Cody, our savior, uh, and Calibri, have a um, read soundtrack that they've posted um, online. So you can find all of that information in the show notes. Um, if you are still in search of the org for you and you happen to be interested in research, engineering, or exploration and discovery, how about that? That's read. Um, and you don't mind being in a org that follows uh, the law and is respectful then take a look at us. Uh, information on how to um, join Reed is in the show notes as well. And that wraps up another 
um, relatively short for us readcast episode. We look forward to chatting with you guys next week. Yeah, absolutely. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>